Hi everyone, we are back to audio only for the moment. So um, I'm recording this, I'm not recording this on my phone, I'm recording this on my Zoom, <clears throat> which some of you may have seen, the one with the, the kind of hairy lid on it too, um, is, the, is the pop mic. And <clears throat> it makes me smile actually, because we were doing some training with um, Johnson Controls last week, and the lovely Michelle Stahl, I'll link to this picture, took a picture of my microphone and it's like, here's the hairy microphone. So now I've kind of got it into my head that my microphone is now named Hairy Mike. So I think that that's going to become a thing for me anyway, within my own head. So apologies in advance. If you hear me, if you hear me referring to Hairy Mike, that's what I'm talking about. I may have gone insane. Okay. A couple of admin things before we get into the topic of today's podcast. I wanted to invite you to join our Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group set up. It is closed at the moment. Um, so it's private. It will probably stay closed. I can't imagine us opening it up because the whole point of it is to kind of create a space where people can ask questions and discuss things that have worked and haven't worked for them in terms of using social media and, dis- and digital tools. The reason I've set it up, we have been planning something like this for a really long time. And anyone who's been on my courses will know how much I really value closed and private Facebook groups. I think that are a really, really great tool. And I think I've actually talked about them on the podcast before. Now, we wanted to create a private forum on our website for course delegates. And we just had so many technical difficulties. Now, I know that this is, there'll be people listening who are like, oh, it's simple. There's this, there's this plugin, there's this plugin, there's this plugin. But it was kind of uh, more than that, if you like. It wasn't just the technical setting it up. It was the, it's the resources that we have as a small business, yet still trying to make it a good experience. Because some of you may have been trying to get kind of online communities together. In fact, I know that a lot of you will. And you know how difficult it is to get people to go to somewhere that don't spend time time daily. And that's a really important point. I don't want people to have to come to our website to ask questions just because that works for me or it works for our website. I want people to just be able to access us and be able to ask questions anyway or share their experiences anyway. I want it to make it as easy as possible. Now this is something I talk about in training a lot. It's the second part of the cube method when we talk about target audience and platform because you should be going to where your audience are. So we We have had a LinkedIn group in the past and while a lot of our audience are definitely on LinkedIn, the problem with LinkedIn groups and there's been a couple of issues recently with some of the changes they've made in terms of making the statistics available. But one of the biggest, biggest problems for a LinkedIn group owner is trying to pull people into the group away from where they spend time on LinkedIn. Or just the fact that lots of people, even if they're really active on LinkedIn, don't necessarily go in and actively take part in the groups, even if they're members. And because you cannot tag people and ask them a question to kind of remind them that this conversation is happening in the group, makes it really difficult to to just get conversations going. And this is something I do talk about in the courses, because while I think LinkedIn groups are brilliant and they have great potential, there's a lot of issues with them and they're a lot of hard work. Any ones that have taken off, there's someone or a group of people behind them who've put in a lot of work 
to constantly prod people to go in and get those conversations going, give people a reason to come back. And that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But again, we have limited resources. Again, something else I talk about, work within your resources. Don't just do something because that's what you want you think that's the best thing to do knowing that you don't really have the resource to pull it off properly and therefore you're probably going to end up putting in a lot of work for no result which none of us really have time for so that's a long way of saying we now have a facebook group we decided that that was the way to go it's a new one so we've not populated it with much yet but I will be going on today and uploading some of our current resources that we already have to just kind of get things going. And the good thing is that you can tag people. So if you have a specific question for me, for any of the other trainers, for any of the other people in the group. So if you have colleagues that join the group and you want to ask them a question, that's fine. We can just use it as a place where we can all kind of touch base, share resources that we like to use, share our questions, share our bad experiences, our good experiences, and just make it a good place to learn. Because in the digital space, we always need to be learning. So I'm going to put the link down below. Um, like I said, it's a closed group, so you'd have to request to join. Just follow the link, click request to join if you want to join it. And I will get on there and approve people as and when. I'm going to try and keep it, well, not try and keep it, I will keep it a kind of sales-free zone. So if anyone joins and kind of tries to promote themselves or, you know, within reason, because sometimes you might be asking for someone to help with something, you know, you might put on a question that you're looking to hire someone, that's fine. But I'm going to I'm gonna keep it as clean as possible so that, <laughs> not not clean as in swearing because those of you who've met me know that I like to swear and I try and keep this podcast swear free but if you meet me in person I will probably swear um so I'm sure that that will come up in the Facebook group as well but clean in terms of it's not a place where you're going to be pitched it's a place where we can have conversations so I'm going to pop that in the link below so it's there's also if you're on the newsletter there's going to be a there's going to be an invitation going out to all the newsletter subscribers this week as well because I want to populate it with past delegates, newsletter subscribers and podcast listeners and then we can just kind of keep it to people who genuinely want to learn more and have questions. Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have a cup of tea next to me, that's what I need. Well, I've got my cold tea from earlier, that's probably not a good idea. Mind you, do you want to listen to my Barry White tones? Or would you rather that I went and take a drink of water before carrying on? (laughs) Sorry, that just made me smile. Okay, I'm going to take a quick drink of water and I'll cut this bit out. Okay, water in hand. Sorry, that was me rustling bits of paper. So water in hand, so I should be slightly less croaky, but make no promises. Now, while I was getting my water, I remembered something else I wanted to mention. I have been getting a little bit more active, don't laugh, on Cora recently. Recently. So Cora is a platform I've always kind of liked, but it felt like, you know, I always have to prioritise my time. So I'd not focused on it for a while. And my husband said to me the other day, um, Simon, he said, he was like, oh, I've been, I've been getting really into Cora again. You should have a look at it. And I have. So something that I like about it, and this actually relates to the theme of the podcast today, I'm going to talk in a second about net neutrality. Now, if you don't have any clue what net neutrality means, stick around. I'm going to give you a kind of summary in the highlights. And also I will link in the resources below to loads of more detailed resources and people who have much more in-depth knowledge about it than I do. I have a very limited knowledge about it, but I do think it's worth just um, talking about briefly because it actually has a real link for me anyway to what we do. Um, in terms of spreading information and using social networks to access information and data and things like that. So 
I started being a little bit more active on Cora again. And actually, the podcast theme from before about just tapping back into the joy of things. One of my favourite, favourite parts of my job is just being able to answer people's questions and being able to say, oh, that thing you're really stressed about, here's a couple of platforms or bits of software or apps that actually make that really simple. That is what I love. It's why I do it. It's what frustrated me before I started doing this because I felt like only people who had the time or the confidence or were really embedded in it anyway could find that stuff. And I think lots of people are a bit scared to look or a bit scared to ask. So that's one of the things I really love about my job. So what's wonderful that I found on Quora is just reminding myself that people can go on there and anonymously ask ask questions from around the world and you can just kind of dip in and, and if you feel like you've got a really good answer then you answer questions and so if you are looking to again the Facebook group I want to I want to get started but if you're on Cora give me a wave and just if if it's something you want to do if you want to remind yourself why you do what you do get on Cora and search for some questions in your area of expertise and just get on an answer and see if you can help someone out on there so I've I've been finding that quite fun and useful at the moment um something else it was i listened to the upvoted by reddit podcast which is where this net neutrality conversation came from and one of the things they challenged people to the other day was just getting out there reaching out and doing something nice for people so one of their listeners had been on to the the reddit stream which was r slash depression now those of you who read my personal blog or again some of you know me personally will know that i have suffered and do suffer from depression and anxiety and i have various coping mechanisms but i think it is important to talk about so I'm not going to rant on about that or I'm not going to ranting on about it is the wrong term but I'm not going to talk about it here because it's not it's not really the place but if you want to visit my personal blog um contentmentally.com about contentment and mental health although as my husband saw the title he was like oh I thought you were going to talk about content marketing I was like no it's not really about that <laughs> bless so um you can go and visit there if you want if you want to read anything uh, that I share on that subject there but what was really nice is is one of the challenges is the listener went on to r slash depression and just started like leaving nice messages for people that were having a hard time so Cora's kind of like that in my mind but from maybe a business or kind of a technical perspective so you can get on there and answer any questions that you like now it will depend on the subjects that you follow but you can do a good search and just get going and equally you can ask questions and you can ask people to answer them Um, and we're talking some quite specialist people on there that you can ask you need to build up some credits as well if you haven't used it in a while or you haven't used it before you get I think you still get 500 credits when you sign up so that if you want to ask questions of someone who doesn't answer for free and it's not that you pay you just build credits um across the you know kind of gamification so you can get on there and ask some quite specialized people for really good answers so that's my recommendation for now okay so i want to talk about net neutrality like i said i mentioned the reddit podcast and no matter how you f- might feel about reddit at the moment so there's been a bit of controversy there in terms of their um one of the only female CEOs in a tech company standing down recently. Lots of controversy over, sorry, lots of controversy over the the lady who was in charge of running the AMAs kind of stepping away. And there is, if you're interested, Alex, oh God, I've forgotten his last name. Anyway, the, he did a podcast recently kind of 
tackling those questions head on. So you can listen to that. I'll put a link. There's going to be a lot of links in this show notes. Sorry, Penny, who helps me with my um, blog and show notes. Anyway, I'll put a list of them down below. So regardless of how you feel about Reddit at the moment, they did a podcast a little while ago, um, just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, about net neutrality. There's two of them, actually. There's um, part one and part two. And the first part talks about net neutrality in the US. Now, for those of you who don't know what net neutrality is, it's basically there are corporations like telecoms companies that would like to start offering um, limited and kind of souped up services depending on how much you pay for your internet provider. So what that means is that if you don't have the money to pay, you're going to have slow internet and limited, essentially limited internet access, if we're honest. So there's a big fight against that in the US at the moment. Um, and it's it's really important to make yourself aware. Don't let this be something that happens and goes under the radar. I'm going to tell you why, why it's so important to me in a second, particularly, but um, I think it's something that we all need to think about. You might feel like it's a safe zone at the moment, you know, where we're still in that kind of, or certainly I am, my generation are, we're very much in this kind of wonderful place where we think, wow, isn't it amazing that we get internet access in most cafes that we get into? And yes, you might get mildly disappointed when you realise there's no Wi-Fi somewhere, but actually we're still in that place where we're like, wow, this is amazing. We can get public access to Wi-Fi. So when you think about, oh, well, some of that might be limited it doesn't maybe seem like such a big deal but it is and it is definitely kind of going forward into the future is a big deal it's going to become you know if, if net neutrality if we don't try and protect it legally then we may well get to a place where only certain people you know we're going to we're going to grow that divide all over again and you know it's about food and accommodation and access to healthcare at the moment worldwide it's going to be access to the internet as well now something that you may or may not be aware of is that so a recent statistic i was i heard and i will link to the source again below is that 30 percent of millennials are freelance workers so we know about there being a big problem getting young people into work now just think about that if you are a freelancer or you know a freelancer regardless of what you freelance in the internet is a really core part of how you communicate and how you do business and i don't care what you do so if it starts to be that you have to pay extra in order to get the type of internet that you need then that's going to become a big problem it's going to become a big problem for people who are trying to get into work it's going to become a big problem for people who run their own businesses so it is something that we need to be aware of and try and protect and that's just in america and in the uk we have this as well uk and across europe i'm going to link to a really good recent article in Wired about how we did kind of protect net neutrality across Europe last year, 2014, but there has been an amendment recently in European law that may well open up a loophole. So we need to be aware of that. I'll share the article below. Um, But the second part of the Reddit podcast was talking about net neutrality in India. And this is interesting. You may have heard about Facebook's internet.org. So their plan to give worldwide 100% access to the internet. 
And this has seen a few different developments and a few criticisms. And they talk about that in the podcast about, you know, if you're going to be, if Facebook is going to be the gateway to the internet for a lot of developing countries, then that might cause issues further down the line because they're not getting access to everything or they're getting skewed access. Now, no matter how you feel about how Facebook, you know, how their algorithm plays around with your newsfeed, imagine that influence on a country that that where you know at some point in the future a massive majority of their people only have access to the internet on mobile using something that's very heavily aggregated now i think there have been some updates recently so that that is a more open offer from from facebook but you can go they i think um mark zuckerberg did make an announcement about it but you can go on to internet.org and have a look and see what their latest kind of offering is i think it's great that they are trying to get access worldwide but you know there are countries in the world that are you you may or may not have opinions on how corrupt the UK and US governments and places like that are but there are corrupt governments around the world so if they are going to if anywhere is not going to protect net neutrality it's going to be in countries where their governments are very heavily swayed by money from corporations now that happens in the developed world and in the developing world but it's why we need to be very consciously aware of net neutrality and wherever we can do something to lend a voice to it to protect that equality is really important now if some of you are thinking well that's not nearly as important as food and shelter you are correct that is true but I would also argue that the internet and access to information is one of the number one top ways out of poverty worldwide it's the reason that when my mum died we decided that a way to honour her memory would be to raise money to build a school in Cambodia because we really believe and this is this is something that I was brought up with that you know education is the gift that no one can ever take away from you now that's within a school setting and one of the next things where we want to do with Janie's school is to raise money to make sure that they get internet access now that's just one small part that that myself and my family play in giving people access to information. The internet is completely about giving people access to information. It's completely about sharing information. It's completely about being able to educate yourself if you want to. So education is, I would argue, it's the number one way for people to move themselves out of poverty and for us to move forward. So this is really important to me. I think it should be really important to you. So if all you can do at the moment is educate yourself about it, then please use the links below, listen to the podcast that, I, that I've mentioned and just try and stay vigilant. The big push for me after Janie's school, I was still working at The Guardian when I, when I started working on Janie's school and it was the big push for me, my experience of fundraising and using digital tools and using the internet to make things happen um, to make things happen in real life and to make things happen in general. But that was the big push for me to um, to go freelance and to start my own business and to... Oh, sirens again outside. What have I done? Nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was a big push for me to take my knowledge and want to share it and give people as much access as possible. Social networks to me are about the total democratisation of communication. The internet is about the democratisation of information. So yeah, I, I think it's really important. And I also just want to finish this podcast by giving a bit of a shout out to Argos. 
Um, so Kirsty Marins, my lovely friend Kirsty, who, if you're into travel, actually has just launched her new blog. So again, I will link to that below. Um, so well done, Kirsty. And Kirsty does a wonderful, wonderful job at just giving. She runs the blog there award-winning blog there well done and she tweeted and it, she tweeted about going into Argos and how they're using iPads to kind of do your orders and things and it reminded me to give them a shout out because um so Argos are another partner for Go On UK if you've been to the website you know that two bees are partnering with Go On UK to try and help small businesses get better access to information on digital tools and Argos are doing a great job with that and I want you to just think carefully about if you're thinking oh iPads for the sake of iPads I I want to just plant this seed of thought in your mind if you think about the wide range of people who go into Argos and maybe there's a lot of people who either they don't have iPads or don't know how to use an iPad maybe some people who are older and have not been had experience or um exposure to technology as much as everyone else right down to teenagers who have loads of experience with technology they're all getting that opportunity to go in and just with a very simple mechanism that they may be familiar with already is now being transferred onto that technology instead of the little bit of paper and pencil. So before you go and think, oh, what was wrong with a bit of paper and pencil? Just think about those people who are maybe a bit nervous about using technology, being able to go into a shop they're familiar with, a surrounding they're familiar with, use a process they're familiar with to order. And that may well give them the confidence that if they're at home and they have access to a computer or they have access to a tablet that they've maybe not used, they are more likely to then go and use it. So I love little things like this that are just kind of gateway drugs, if you like, that get people, you know, there are people in store who can help you if you don't know how to use it. So essentially they are training loads and loads of people how to access technology better. I think it's brilliant. So shout out to them. Um, Please follow up on some of the things I've talked about today and I shall speak to you soon. Bye for now.